Stories, a podcast from Rio, where we answer your big water questions. Where does it come from? Where does it go to? And what happens to it in between? I'm your host, Caroline, and today I'm with my colleague, Sarah Gilman, to discuss all things sludge. Sarah is the co-chair of the Euro Committee on Wastewater, and she works with Scottish Water. Hello, Sarah. Hiya, Caroline. How are you? All good. Sarah. Last time I spoke to our colleague Bertrand about wastewater and what this is. So I think I know the answer to the question, but I have to ask it all the same. What exactly is sewage sludge? Well, Caroline, let's start with a bit of a definition because I think this will help. Sewage sludge is essentially all the things that go down the drain. Typically, our urine and our feces, water from our shower and our dishwashers, laundry and cooking. And on the journey to the wastewater treatment plants, it will pick up very likely surface water runoff from roads. And in some countries, it will pick up industrial wastewaters as well. So collectively, that makes wastewater and the solid matter in that becomes sludge. Does this include rain as well? In the wastewater, there may well be rain. Yes. OK, right. And this all gets to the wastewater treatment plant. Yes, it should be conveyed to the wastewater treatment plant for treatment. Okay, and what happens to it there? So at the wastewater treatment plant, it gets treated with microorganisms to remove the organic matter and to remove the nutrients. And the sludge is mainly made up of settled organic matter and the microorganisms themselves, which form the organic matter in the sludge. So the sludge itself consists mainly of water, and the organic matter and nutrients. Sludge contains valuable resources. It's basically carbon, nitrogen and phosphorus with some trace elements. So sludge isn't necessarily a waste, but as actually a resource. So it's not poop? No, it's not poop. It's a combination of the microorganisms, the bacteria and the multicellular organisms that have eaten the poop Usually one person produces around two litres of raw sludge per day and that comes from the 150 litres typically from each home or household. So it's not your poop, it's the result of the treatment of your pee and your poo and that's an important distinction to make. Okay, that's good. I'm, I'm feeling a little bit less queasy now. And so what happens to the sludge at the wastewater treatment plant? Well, several things happen and it depends on the process that's installed and it depends on the country where the treatment plant is. Generally, the wastewater treatment plant, first of all, there is settlement, which is remove some of the organic matter and the heaviest, the heavier materials. Uh, this is high energy content and can be used to produce biogas. Secondary sludge or biological sludge, where the organisms are, results from the biological treatment of wastewater. During this treatment, microorganisms grow and multiply through the degradation of organic matter and different biological processes. And finally, sometimes there's a chemical sludge from the addition of chemicals to bring about some specific treatment. This usually represents a very small proportion of the sludge. So what happens to these different sludges? Like I know that Euro did a study a couple of years ago that looked at sludge use in Europe. Is it all reused? What happens to it? Well, our Euro study found that across Europe, we get about 9.2 million tonnes of dry sludge per year. And about half of this is used in agriculture. So it's treated sludge that's used in agriculture. 
about half is incinerated. Some of that incineration actually is to generate energy. Uh, so it's not all necessarily just going up the chimney. It may have another use. And half again is used in land reclamation. And a very small amount is used in other ways or goes to landfill. But it does depend on the country and the circumstances. There is huge variations amongst EU member states for how they use sludge. And so does something happen to the sludge between the wastewater treatment plant and its eventual final destination? Well, if the sludge is used in agriculture, it has to be of a certain quality. And this means it cannot contain certain pollutants because we don't want these to go to the soil. So the best way to remove these from sludge is not to let them in in the first place. This is why it's vital that we dispose of our waste in the best way, which means only flushing pee, poo and toilet paper down the toilet and disposing of all other rubbish in the bin. We also need to have some control of industrial discharges into sewers. And that way we can prevent micropollutants from other sources such as chemicals, or pharmaceuticals ending up in the waste cycle. And this can be done through getting producers to use component materials that do not damage the environment. It can also be done by making sure we do not put any waste products down the toilet. It's the building blocks of a sustainable environment. What doesn't go in doesn't have to be taken out. That makes an awful lot of sense. What happens to it in the wastewater treatment plant? As wastewater carries and contains different kinds of bacteria and microbiology, the sludge that will go on to be reused in agriculture has to be treated so that it will not cause people or plants harm. So Sarah, are there standards that come into play? Like does the EU or the national governments, do they have a role to play in any of this? Caroline, that's ever such a good question. Yes, there are EU standards. And yes, there are lots of national or even regional standards. For example, the EU set standards for sewage sludge for use in agriculture, which relates to heavy metals. And these standards are specifically to protect the soil environment from pollution from heavy metals. In addition, lots of um, countries set their own standards for the microbiology in soils. And this is very specifically to protect people and the the land environment from additional pathogens or other microbiological organisms which might be contaminating. Sarah, how are these standards achieved? Well, the treatment processes that are used at the, the, the treatment plants could be digestion, where the organic matter is digested and the increase in temperature itself actually kills the pathogens. Uh, it could be composting. Uh, again, the, the composting process sanitizes and hygienizes the sewage sludge. It could be that a chemical treatment is used like liming and the liming has the effect again of killing the microbiological elements that you want to keep under control before you return sludge to land. So there are a number of treatments that allow the standards to be achieved. And what do we get from the sludge? Like what sort of nutrients are recoverable from it? Well, sludge contains carbon, nitrogen and phosphorus primarily, and there are other micro elements as well. So the really valuable thing about carbon is that it is a constituent of soil. And there are many parts of Europe where actually the organic matter, the carbon itself is really 
a necessary constituent and a valuable addition to soils. There are some parts of Europe where desertification and soil degradation are happening quite rapidly. And so returning organic matter to soil, agricultural soil, is a vital addition to, to the soil environment. So that's a very important reuse. Additionally, it's possible to recover phosphate to be used as a fertiliser for soil. This can come from sewage sludge. The, the nitrogen element that wraps itself with the carbon in soils is also vital for plant growth. Wow, that's, that, that's incredible. Um, so it's, it's actually really, really good and really useful that, uh, that the sludge can be reused in this way. I'm guessing that it's not all plain sailing. I'm guessing there are challenges. Well, there are some challenges. Clearly, we, we need to make sure that people can overcome the ick factor. And, and I think your own reaction is quite common, Caroline. People are a bit squeamish about the idea of fertilising land with something that they have associate with flushing down the toilet. But as I've tried to explain, there's lots of stages between what goes down your toilet and what eventually might appear for use in agriculture. And I think it's also worth remembering that some of the challenges are indeed as to how we can best reuse these valuable resources, because without a doubt, we, we can think about phosphorus, carbon and nitrogen. There are so many reuses for them. And I just want to draw your attention to some of the innovations that could happen in the future. For example, it could be possible to make bio oil from uh, sludge. And it might be possible to make bioplastics from the carbon in sludge. Wow. So although there are ick factors, I think we have to remember there are standards in place to keep it safe. There are processes in place to make sure it's treated. And there are lots of opportunities for its reuse in future. Wow. So, so the standards are there to protect us. And it is, as you say, treated so that it is safe for, for reuse to make sure that it's safe for people and for the planet. So... Where can I get a bag of wastewater treatment plant fertiliser? Like, how is it used? Can I just go down to my garden centre and buy it? There are some Euro members who are producing struvite, which is a phosphorus based. It's, it's the phosphorus crystals that come from wastewater treatment. Um, and some of our members are making it in sufficient quantities to bag it and they are selling it through some of their retail outlets in some of their countries. And wow. this, this struvite is a plant fertiliser. So yes, it can be. It can be bought in some places, not everywhere across Europe. But if you look in some places, it is possible to buy it. That's mad. <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah, tell me, what, what is the future for sludge? Well, the future for sludge, I think, is very bright. There are lots of possibilities. I think it's very important to remember at this moment when we're recording, Caroline, it's quite a crossroads time for sludge. The legislation, the regulatory framework and the landscape for sludge is being looked at by the EU. The sewage sludge directive is being evaluated. Euro welcomes this because the original directive for sewage sludge is already 34 years old. Wow, that's quite a long time. I didn't realise it had been around quite so long. Yes, it's one of the oldest pieces of European legislation that wastewater operators work with. Oh, well done. <laughs> 
However, just being old doesn't make it a bad thing. It's actually been a very useful instrument to make sure that we bring the really valuable bits of wastewater back into reuse. And that's a very, very long standing and sustainable practice. And turning those valuable nutrients to land still needs to happen. That's not going out of date anytime soon. So, Sarah, how much sludge is produced every year? Well, Caroline, um, in the course of a year, I can actually give you an answer by person. Each and every one of us produces about 20 to 25 kilograms of dry solids each year. Wow. So we all make a contribution to sludge. It shouldn't be forgotten. <laughs> we are all doing our part for the environment. <laughs> we, we are. And I think what, what's worth noting is that as we improve wastewater treatment works and more wastewater is taken to wastewater treatment works, the amount of sludge we will produce is likely to increase over time. Sarah, you mentioned something earlier on about micropollutants in our wastewater. Does this affect the quality of the sludge that comes from our wastewater treatment plants? That's a very good question. The quality of our sludge depends hugely on the components of the wastewater and where there are pollutants in the wastewater, micropollutants, microplastics, other for example, pharmaceutical residues. Yes, they may contribute a small load of pollutants to the sludge, and it is important that we are aware of this. Ultimately, the quality of sludge depends on what goes in. And as we said earlier, Caroline, if we don't put it in, then we don't need to take it out, which is why control at source is so absolutely essential. We want to reuse the valuable resources in sludge. So therefore, we want to make sure the sludge doesn't have pollutants in it. So it sounds that reusing sludge like this is very important for the environment. And going forward, like when we're looking at zero pollution and Green Deal, is that right? Absolutely, Caroline. Um, I think the, the Green Deal, the second action plan for the circular economy, are a vital part of the future for sludge reuse. As, as wastewater operators, Euro members will continue to look for uh, sustainable and resilient solutions for the long-term management of sludge. And one important final idea that I want to leave you with is that sludge is the result of the treatment of wastewater, which we do for the protection of the environment. But sludge itself is a resource. It's a bioresource which can be reused and we should be reusing it as part of our sustainable future. Great, Sarah. There's certainly an awful lot more to sludge than I thought. And reusing treated sludge fits right in with the circular economy, like you say, and the Green Deal. So thank you for all of that. Thank you. And thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Euro and ask us your water questions there. That's at E-U-R-E-A-U, -E or visit our website at euro.org. And next time we will be continuing our look at wastewater and how it can be reused, taking a closer look at wastewater and energy. Until then, bye. Mm -hmm.